Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's Paul and I talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Paul. How's it going, guys? And this is episode nine, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Yes. Uh, September the thirteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Thank everybody for tuning in. You can follow us on Facebook, Paul and I Talking Sports, or check out our Twitter at PI Talk Sports. So let's get into it, Polly. What happened this week? So we had some breaking news just about an hour ago. Uh, Clay Helton, the USC coach, just got fired after their upset loss to Stanford. He was in the the uh, hot seat for probably the last three years, and everyone kind of knew this was coming, but he was in the job for eight years, had a good record, but for USC standards, obviously, it was not deemed worthy enough, so any thoughts on Clay Helton's firing? Um, not really, I mean seems like he deserved it, so uh, it's USC, it's a high-level program, they're not going to put up with even mediocrity, so... Exactly. Yeah, I think their best move, try to get somebody high-profile in there. I don't know who's available off the top of my head. The the thought before Urban Meyer got uh, hired by Jacksonville, and we'll see how long he has that job or how long he wants that job, (laughs) I guess, um, was that he was the going, going to be the successor at USC... Which kind of makes sense. Sure. Went to Florida or won a championship at Florida, won a championship at Ohio State, go out west, take the USC job. So we'll see how that goes. Um, again, Urban Meyer is not known for losing, and right. he's going to do a lot of losing this year. So oh, yeah, yep. we'll see how long he hangs on there. Open question. We'll go to the Brewers now. They had a 6-0 and week. Three against the Phillies, three against the Indians. Their magic number to clinch the division is down to five. They have a real shot at their first 100-win season ever. Corbin Burns pitched eight innings of a no-hit on Saturday. Hader came in for the ninth to uh, finish the no-hitter. It was their second in franchise history. Uh, Juan Nevias, April 15th, 87, pitched the uh, first Brewers no-hitter. I asked our buddy Joe, uh, Brewers diehard, uh, why Burns didn't come out in the ninth, and he said that he had pitched a 115 pitches at that point he had not pitched 100 pitches all season in a start and he is his text to me said they they have bigger fish to fry which makes sense they're gearing up for the playoffs they have a real chance at taking down either the Giants or the Dodgers whoever I think they actually might have to play both of them for how it works out but made sense to me. Hater came in in the ninth and shut it down, and they had their second uh, no hitter. 
in franchise history. Yeah, uh, 115 pitches a lot for a guy, even if he does pitch 100 pitches normally. And it's not like they're throwing in some tomato can after him. They're throwing in, you know, arguably the best closer in the game who throws 105 miles an hour. So that, yeah, I got no problem with that. It's smart baseball. Why risk it? There's no need. Brewers had a phenomenal week. They're basically guaranteed to play us at this point. And like I said, they, they have a shot at making the World Series this year. So go Brewers. Yeah. And so we will go now to the U.S. Open. We had our two championship matches Saturday and Sunday. Saturday was the women were up, and Emma Raducanu beat Layla Fernandez. Layla just turned 19 during the tournament. Uh, Emma is 18 years old. It was the first teen uh, women's matchup since Serena Williams and Martina Hingis in 1999. Emma was actually a qualifier. She was the first qualifier to ever win a Grand Slam match, which means she had to play win three match matches to even get into yeah, the draw. Yeah, she had to play in, yep. And she was also did not drop a set in all 10 matches. So she was 20-0 in her sets on the way to the championship. It was a very, very, just two teenagers going at it. Hopefully, there's been a lot of talk um, in the last couple days about how, especially in tennis, the, the young women... Uh, for some reason, there th- there's been a lot of turnover in the women's game. You get a lot all that pressure on you early in your career. It's it seems like it's kind of happening to Naomi Osaki right now. I just wish for the best for both Emma and Layla because hopefully they can have phenomenal careers yeah. coming up. I don't know if you want to add to that at well, all. Tennis in general needs more young talent right now. The legends are nearing retirement if they're not there already, like in, in Federer's case. So the the need for some teenagers, some twenty somethings, to pick it, you know, to win some championships, it, it's it's real. They're they're at the twilight of their of a recent golden age, and if they don't. The thing about tennis is that could fall off real quick, particularly in America. I don't know so much about internationally. I'm sure it would have kind of like soccer where it would maintain a lot of its international exposure regardless. But in America, without Serena Williams and your high-end international players like Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, I don't think there would be a lot of interest after that unless you get like an Andy Roddick, if you remember him and stuff like that, you know, enough to keep people interested that they're actually competitive. If not, I I don't know. I don't know what happens then, but tennis needs it. They need young life right now. Yeah. And so we hope we hope for the best for those two young ladies. And then we have uh we just mentioned Djokovic, who is going for his Grand Slam. He missed out on the Golden Slam, it's known. You win the Olympics the same year you sure. win uh the four majors. He was one set away. Uh, Daniel Med- Medvedev, who is one of those young men's players that this was his third finals 
uh, Grand Slam Finals. He beat uh, Djokovic 6-4, 6-4, 6-4. So pretty convincing. Yeah, straight sets, man. Pretty convincing win. And so Djokovic gets denied his uh, Grand Slam. He he said in an interview afterward that he's, win or lose, he's just glad the pressure is gone because I'm, I'm sure going through, especially the U.S. Open, your last one, I'm sure that's a lot of pressure on you mentally. And oh, yeah. I'd like to see what, for players who win three majors and don't get the, the what do you call it, the season slam or something? Grand, grand slam. Yeah, yeah, where they get all four of them. How often is it the last tournament of the year that they don't win? I'd like to know what that's like. Because, yeah, there's a ton of pressure. And because it's a solo sport... It's not like baseball or basketball where it's a team and you go into things and somebody's got your back. I mean, your coach might have your back, but when you're out on the court, it's you and the ball and the other guy, and that's it. And that's a ton of pressure. All these and think about the 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 aesthetic of a tennis court with the way that they're set up. All those people are right there. It's not a basketball court's huge. Tennis court is half that size, and all those people are stacked up, look right on top of you. You have 18,000 eyes on you. Exactly, at, at and not to times. mention the cameras for an, a Grand Slam event. That is a ton of pressure for one person. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, though, given the way everything spreads and the way things go viral, and every little mistake is manipulated, is, uh, uh, you know, broken down and inspected. Yeah, it's not a surprise that people are just eventually just going to be like, look, I, this is too much, you know. It's there you see that every day in in the in real life at any job. There's tons of people out there who as an example, they they're capable of doing office work, but they can't work in an office. They just can't do the environment. They it just eats them up and they don't know how to react without just lashing out or whatever it had be. So yeah, it's not a. It doesn't surprise me at all that these things are happening. I'm sure back in the day when it, you know, back in the '80s when people weren't allowed to speak for themselves in those kinds of situations, kind of like the way gymnasts gymnastics was working back then, where there was all this, you know, all this abuse and mistreatment going on, just on a training level. Not to mention all the other atrocities that nobody said anything and. So now we're in a we're in a state in our society where people are starting to feel empowered to be able to say something. One of that's one of the kind of cool things about social media is it gives people an opportunity to speak for themselves and other people will listen. There's more ears. So yeah, it's not I'm not surprised at all that this is kind of happening and I'm sure if tennis wants to survive, they'll do something about it. Well, and to, to punctuate the, the, the main point, uh, Rod Laver in 1969 was the last men's player to get the Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it is a very rare thing. And mm-hmm. it was, he, he was going for history. And I guess we'll, we'll talk about this travesty of a Packer game that happened in a minute here, but... <laughs> Um, I didn't. I didn't actually watch the match because I was watching the travesty of this Packer game. But it's it. It sounds like Medvedev just outplayed Joke. Yeah, I mean, straight sets, man. Yeah. And what else that, can you say? 
That that happens. I think that's a little more than nerves. I think, you know, Joker is, you know, 30, what, 35 or 35, something? 35, like, I Something like that, yeah. you know? It's not like he's young anymore. It's a long tournament. Yeah. And he got all the way to the end. He basically was one match away. Yeah. And just couldn't pull it off. You know, the younger guy, fresher legs probably. is. It's probably something simple like that. And what all it takes is a little bit of fatigue when you get older and your mechanics start to break down. I go disc golfing. I do try to do any more than 18 holes in a day. And, like, it's not, oh, yeah, my arm's tired. It's not like I'm going to collapse, but all of a sudden these little parts of my mechanics start to break down and they like the precision goes off just a little. And when you're talking about something like tennis, where the, the half a degree that your angle, that your racket is tilted might affect the ball's trajectory. It, yeah. That little kind of stuff can absolutely just ruin your day. Ab- absolutely. Tennis is not an easy part. Uh, no. One, one last thing. Or two two last things I had. Uh, Djokovic in the finals match had thirty eight unforced errors, so that definitely did not help. No, him. no, and that's a sign of fatigue, you yep. know, of the mechanics breaking down. Yep. And then Joker played uh, Al- Alexander Zirov uh, in the semifinals. It was the first uh, five set match he had in the tournament, and they had a. 53 shot rally. Oh, which is what? I've never heard anything like that before. I, I actually, I actually that... watched it and it was incredible. It must have been like two minutes long. It, it was. Yeah. My goodness. I didn't real. I didn't hear about that. I'm going to have to go YouTube. That. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched it live and it was incredible. Nuts. That's ridiculous. So. Uh, that alone will tear up your oh, arm. Absolutely. Like a 53-shot rally? Are you kidding? 22 or 26 shots in a row? Nah. D- yeah, my arm's cooked. Anybody's arm is cooked after that. No mm-hmm. wonder he got arm fatigue in the finals. He's, you know, wow. Wow. That's nuts. So that's uh, that was our last uh, major tennis tournament, tournament of the year, the Australian... It will be back in January, so uh, goodbye tennis for the year, and great great way to close out the season. We have two two young uh, young female players that are now stars, and Medvedev played a great match against Joker. Joker got denied history, still at twenty with his two peers. Obviously, he's got a better chance to get a couple more than. I think Nadal and yeah. Fed do Fed at this point. But yeah, Nadal can't even move his. He's in a wheelchair, I think, right now. So. Essentially, yeah. We had college football, one of the biggest games of the year. Oregon traveled to Columbus, Ohio, for a matchup against Ohio State. They pulled off a thirty-five to twenty-eight victory. A uh, huge win for the Pac-10, and it breaks... Pac-12. Or Pac-12, sorry, thank you. And broke Ohio State's 23-game uh, home win streak. Like I said, one of the biggest games of the year. Sets Oregon up massively for a playoff push. They have UCLA in one, probably the Pac-10 game of the year at this point. 
in October and huge win for the Pac-12 and uh, Oregon's Oregon. Uh, the other big game was Iowa Iowa State. Iowa goes into Ames, wins twenty-seven to seven. For Iowa State turnovers did definitely did not help. It was the sixth uh, straight victory in this uh, Iowa rivalry. Well, it was the first time both teams had been ranked, and they were also in the top 10 going into it. Huge game. Iowa comes out with a victory. And with or uh, Ohio State losing, Iowa's looking pretty good right yeah. now. Yeah, it doesn't help the Big 12. No. No. They still got uh, Oklahoma, but they haven't looked... Well, they played a... Yeah. I don't even remember who they played, but they won 70 to whatever. We had a couple... Well, one massive upset. Florida State got taken down by Jacksonville State. It was Florida State's first loss against a FCS school ever. That program is definitely not where it was. A week ago, Florida State loses to Notre Dame, who's consensus good team this year and people are like "Ooh, is this a disappointment for florida state <laughs> yeah I wonder, it's, <laughs> no it wasn't because look at what just happened the next week yeah you know that they were even in the same building as notre dame at, you know before doing this is that's yeah wow not not Can't not 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 a, not a good not a good luck for florida well, that's state. gonna put them back a season or two yeah and then not not quite a quite a massive upset, but uh, Arkansas went to or Texas went to Arkansas and lost. Texas was ranked. Arkansas was not not like I said, not a they're old rivals in the Big Eight. Yeah, welcome to the SEC, Texas. Yeah, right. Well, Texas wasn't even a strong Big Twelve team, so sure, you know, go to the SEC and get. Host and go like place third to last in the SEC. C- certainly has not Fine. worked out for Missouri. Yeah, and no. no. So that's all the college football I had. Unless you had anything else to no, add. To no, no, that, that sounds but... like all the all the highlights, all the hot ones. Should we move on to the the uh, topic du jour, which uh, I know you're just dying to all get right, to. All right, let's do it. All right, let's Paul and I talk in sports. Let's get to this Green Bay Packers, <sighs> New so Orleans Saints the, game. the NFL is back. That is one good thing. And then Green Bay went to Jacksonville to play the Saints because New Orleans is... Luckily, they're at 95% full power. I just saw it today, so... The New Orleans is recovering. Uh, good, good luck, uh, Louisiana, because I know a lot of the state is still struggling after Hurricane Ida. But Green, uh, I I don't know what I even have to say about this. Green Bay later night, they they looked like dog shit. I I don't I don't even know what I can say. I I don't know if you can read anything into this. Jameis Winston had five touchdowns on 150 yards. Explain yourself. Like, really. Like, 
not you, the Packers need to explain themselves. How does that happen? I it, mean, I it, get it can't happen. I get it can't Sean Payton, mastermind, all that nonsense. It's not nonsense. It's true. He's a great. Co- he's a great coach. But I mean, this this Packers defense was supposed to be upgraded. This offense was supposed to hit the ground running. And wow, man. See, it's, the, the weird thing is I thought this game was going to say more about the Saints than it did about the Packers. I didn't really learn much about the Saints except they still have a pass rush. Like, which, yeah, they'll always have that because John Payton knows how to, knows what he's doing. But this said way more about the Packers than it did about the Saints. I know it's overreaction Monday, but that. There's loot. There's there's getting beat, and then there's loot, there, and then there's getting your ass beat, and then there's that. What was that? It's like they didn't even know how to play football. It it was not not pretty. Uh, I guess to my my big two takeaways is holy shit. If we're gonna miss David Bakhtiari that much, it's not going to be good and Kevin King cannot cannot be on the field anymore. It, he he just can't play. He he cannot be on the field. That's been a theme since he got here. At some point you got to cut bait. I did not realize that uh Joe Barry, their new defense coordinator, he led uh, some terrible defenses in Detroit and a terrible defense in Washington. And I guess my question, and I didn't realize, I didn't even, I didn't know who the guy was until today, really. Why is he the defensive coordinator of Green Bay? Why is he defensive coordinator anywhere? Exactly. Where's Dom Capers when you need him, you know? <laughs> I never had a problem with Dom Capers. Me neither. I, and... I thought his problems were more personnel related. It, I, I I agree with you. This all this all is fine, and they could the the Packers could just come out and whoop some ass next week. And they're playing and, Detroit. And they, sudden, I fucking hope they do. Speaking of Jared Goff's arm, looks pretty okay. It they, looks like it's still working. They had quite the comeback against yeah. uh, the 49ers. They they were down. I believe 22 with two minutes to go. They got it down to eight with about 30 seconds left, and they got the ball back. Yeah. They they looked – that was an interesting little situation. I think it was more that the Niners let it slip through their fingers than I do think that the Lions forced their will upon them, upon the Niners. But at the same time – it takes you still have to take advantage of the opportunity you're given, and the Lions took advantage of that. Uh, so if that team can come out next week or this this weekend against Green Bay, ooh, and, and Green Bay comes out sleeping again, yeah, they're gonna punch them in the face, and all of a sudden the the Packers aren't gonna have the excuse of oh the Saints are a good team though, and we had to travel all the way to Jacksonville. No, they they don't have those two excuses, and it's and it's the Lions. So if 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 Green Bay does not win this game by twenty plus points, I don't I don't want to say there's going to be panic, 
Oh, I will. But it's I it, will. I will. Okay, absolutely you're gonna say go that. there. I I won't. You know. I well. I'm not a hard hardcore yeah. Packer fan. I, I guess I, I know that when I turn on the radio Monday morning. People are going to be losing their minds. Yes. Or, uh, sorry, they play Monday, don't they? Yeah. So it's Tuesday morning. When yeah. I, if they lose that game, and I turn, when I turn on my radio Tuesday morning, if, yeah. if they, I, if they, if they be, lose it, every local sports talk person screaming into their microphones as loud as they can for six hours. That's going to be morning talk radio on that day. Abs- absolutely. I. If if they lose that game, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I don't know. I I think that a coach like Dan Campbell, he the the Lions' current coach now, he's one of those weird energy guys, right? He's he'll get that team fired up, so he'll get a lot probably out of the talent that they have. But the reality is, compared to the rest of the league, there just isn't a lot of talent on that team. So if the Packers come out and play and do play their game and all of a sudden they knock the rust off be like okay sorry we just needed that extra preseason game yeah they'll win that's kind of what it but looks if, like it was but if they don't do that yeah the lions are going to come out and the if the if green bay comes out limping well detroit's going to just come up and smash them over the head and beat them and they're not even going to know what hit them the packers won't know what hit them and they'll be owing to and matt lafleur is going to be stammering into a microphone and Aaron Rodgers is just going, oh, I don't know. Well, we did the thing and, you know, it's just real frustrated bitch about something. And, oh, God. I, not that I really care if they win or lose, but I just don't want that to happen because when those things happen, I have to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't want to have to deal with that. Different markets might be a little different, but around here, given, you know, the Darren Rodgers and Brett Favre, we, there's been a great quarterback here for two decades, all that, three, three, three decades. decades. When things go wrong, people go nuts, and I hate it. I just want everybody to shut up about it. <laughs> all right, so... Green Bay got smacked around uh, week one. Uh, we're, we'll put that to bed for now because... Oh, I'm sure it'll come up again. Oh, I did. it's going to, yeah. but Yeah, let's take uh, finish this, continue our trip around the NFL. So we had uh, Thursday night, we had an awesome game. Uh, Tampa beats Dallas 31-29. to Brady has another fourth quarter comeback. Last minute drive. Awesome, awesome, awesome way to start the NFL season. And I got everything I wanted out of that game. I just wanted some questions answered, and they were both answered profusely. The Tampa Bay's back, and they didn't slow down. And Dak Prescott's back. Dak looked great. Dak looked awesome. uh, And, I mean, Tampa Bay just played a great game. The, The defensive breakdowns a little bit in the second half, but I think a lot of that was for all the talk about Kellen Moore, like, yeah, I think the guy actually might be a pretty good offensive coordinator. So they played, uh, Dallas played a good, had a good game plan, and C.D. Lamb's got to stop dropping the ball. Dallas probably... He three, three? At least in the first half, yeah. I think. If, they, if he catches 
two of those balls, they might actually win that game and then go and, you know, they're up two scores instead of one. So Young, he's obviously talented. He's He gets open, and that's what you want. He can get up there. He gets his hands on the ball, but he's re- he's really got to bring those in. And that was a problem with him last year, too. So it's a little concerning. A little See, concerning. On, the, on the other side of the ball, and it definitely helped my fantasy team, uh, <laughs> Amari Cooper looked yeah. incredible. Yeah, he, he looked like he's just doing Amari Cooper stuff. Low-key... Because, I mean, that it was both teams, it was all in the quarterbacks. There wasn't much of a run game for either no. team in that game. Dallas didn't even hardly attempt to run the ball. They certainly didn't run the ball up the middle. No. And I, I can see why, you know, they... There's hey, not a lot of teams that not, can run up the middle they against They got all Tampa that Bay. beef, and if you got, uh, got a squad that... You, uh, hey, we don't have to run up the middle. We can just run some sweeps, do some, you know, all this other stuff. Just don't even work the middle of the line. And, hey, man, they almost won the game, yeah. you know. Uh, so we had that. That was the opener. Uh, the other game of the week was Cleveland against uh, the Chiefs. Cleveland had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and let it go. Uh, but it was Phenomenal game all around again. That was at the same time as the Packers travesty, and so I didn't really get to watch a lot of it. Could have been a statement game for Cleveland. I still think it partially was because they definitely showed that they belong at the same table at, as Cleveland or as the Chiefs at the very least. But the Chiefs proves that they're the Chiefs, and there's a reason they're the top team and. Well, outside of Tampa Bay, they're the top team in the NFL right now. Yeah, exactly. You got what you you got what you expected out of that game. Chiefs won it, but it was close, and the Browns hung in there. Okay, cool. Browns are still going to compete, and Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Yeah, nothing to see here. Now, there, there, yeah, there, I, I don't think there's a lot. I mean, if I, I I think if if Cleveland would have won by ten plus, oh sure, I, that's I think, a different conversation. Ex- exactly, yeah. exactly. Then we're wondering what happened with Pat Mahomes and where's the oh is the defense? Well, you know we're saying all these things, but no, yeah. And we're wondering if Baker Mayfield's the second coming and all this ridiculous nonsense. And again, I'll, I'll, this this is game one of the NFL season. Yeah. There's a lot. Yep. There's a lot of time to play, but there's. Some lessons that you can take, I guess, from... So one of, one of the lessons was a lot of people had Houston going 0-17 this year. I, I I didn't believe that, but they are, on paper, the worst team in the NFL. They kind of smacked Jacksonville around a little bit. You know what that game did for me is I think we forgot, given the addition of... Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer and the whole Tim Tebow fiasco and the, the new blood. And I think we forgot that Jacksonville's roster is actually really, really cancerous. Bad. Like, it's terrible. Really terrible. Houston at least has players that were good. <laughs> like, we're, we're, yeah. yeah yes. You know, there's, I heard, think I heard it called today on the radio, the Isle of Lost Football Players. I, I heard the it, same thing. It's, yeah. uh, that totally plays. Whereas Jacksonville just, they have, well, they've got Chenault, who they drafted last year. 
and then the guys they got this year, and that's like, it. Did, and, and did, Etienne did, is did, out did, even did, anyway. DJ Shark is a yeah, fine receiver, sure, but. sure. But that defense isn't doing oh, anything. No. They don't no. have an offensive line now with Etienne out. They don't have a running game, and I'm not even sure how effective he would have been had he been in. Who knows? Because they really don't have an they, offensive line. <laughs> exactly. So that I, I think that game was just kind of a reminder to everybody who's got who's blinded by Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence that wait, wait, actually this team is just trash. In Houston, yeah, they lost to Sean Watson. It, the kind of the opposite effect. Oh, they don't have Deshaun Watson. They're going to be awful. Like See, Ty- Tyron, well, actually, I, they, Tyron Taylor is a pretty decent quarterback. He looked okay. You know, he kind of got uh, run out of town last year in in uh, L.A., but that wasn't even his fault. The guy goes down, the rookie goes in. Well, the doctor stabbed him in the f- – I don't know if you remember this uh, – the uh, doctor uh, misplaced a needle and went close to his heart, and basically that's why he couldn't play for six weeks. That oh yeah, I didn't hear I didn't hear that. Yeah, but yeah, well that sucks because his backup was super good, and yeah, that kind of seems to seems to happen to Tyrod Taylor. Didn't that happen to him in Buffalo with Josh Allen? Something too? like Where's, that. Yeah, he's just. He goes somewhere. He's like, "I'm good." They're like, "Yeah, you're good." Oh wait, we've got this better we've got guy. This guy who's yeah. actually better. Sorry, Tyrod, you can back up here. Maybe actually, kinda, we don't want to pay you to do kinda that. Kind of similar so. to what happened to uh, Alex Smith with uh, Mahomes. I mean, not, yeah, and not Kaepernick not not entirely Mahomes, not entirely yeah. the same because Mahomes turns out as one of the best quarterbacks well, sure. of all time. It, so. it, but at the time, it's yeah. kind of a similar thing. Yeah. So that yeah, that, those are our big games for the NFL season. Anything to add to that before we go into our locks of the year? Okay, oh, oh, all right. Now I'm glad that you just did that because this came up to me earlier today. Uh, I was listening to Dan Patrick, and I, I hate to just reference another show, but like it actually plays into what you just did. And hear me out. They were talking about the most disappointing, what team is the most disappointing performance this week. And whoever it was, was just just listing the Packers and the Bills. And he's he says, I think it's just between these two. They're really the only two contenders like that, are, that really lost. And now you have questions about it. And I'm like, hey, hey, the Cardinals just barnstormed the Titans. And nobody's talking about that. Their defense Why not? pathetic. The, that is a – the Titans were a division winner last year. They had a home game. They made the playoffs. I think they won a game. So where's the – yeah, they won two games two years ago or whatever it was. The Titans are a contender yeah. unless all of a sudden that's changed – and they, I just didn't in, get the they memo. They were in the AFC Championship they, again, did they, game against the uh, Chiefs two years ago. They have basically the same roster and added Julio jo- or swapped Julio Jones for Corey Davis, right? Like yep. that's still the same situation. Yep. So why is nobody like looking at this? Like, hey, maybe the card or is it just the assumption that yeah, the Cardinals are for real and everybody's assuming that? I but you don't the Titans. They're an offensive team, and they got schooled. 
I don't know. You almost passed that up. Like, I and I just be- the only reason I'm so adamant about it because this is like the second or third time I've heard this game passed up today as being a big deal, and I think it's actually something that takes that warrants. No, a you you look. you you bring up a very good point, and I'm I'm disappointed I didn't have it on my rundown <laughs> because I actually changed. We'll get to it in a minute. I actually changed my NFC. Uh, South pick because of that game. Well, you can't do that. You can't post change. You got to lock in what you said, but you can't go week one and take a game and be okay. like, I'm going to change my pick. That's okay. not how that works. Where's okay. the, that's, that's how, that's how the lock works. Okay. So let, let's get, let's get to it then. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's get to these lockets. You want to, you take your NFC picks. Let's all go. right. So I've got, the Buccaneers is my one seed. I've got the Rams as my two seed. I've got the Packers as my three seed. I have the Washington football team as my four seed. Just because I, as good as Dallas looked, I still have questions. And I, Ryan Fitzmagic going out for... Washington is not great, and they're not going to sign. Cam- Stick with your picks, Polly. Okay. okay. <laughs> so those are my division winners. I have the Cardinals. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Seahawks all as wild cards. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought you did. Is you took the four yeah. out of the West. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad. I, I don't think it's a bad choice. It's not what I did, just because I couldn't quite discount the saints enough and i just four teams in is weird for me so but sorry go ahead continue or is that it um no that's that's it um i guess yeah that's okay that's how i see the nfc playing out yeah okay that i see that i see that i think uh the rams are going to be the one seed i think the rams are probably going to go like 13 and 4 or something like that i could i I could definitely see i think they're going to have a really strong year Yeah, this whole post week one thing is really messing with my. I, I get what you're saying, where you kind of want to slide these guys around, but no, but no, I will stick with my Packers as the two seed, uh, Buccaneers three seed, Dallas four seed. Just because Dallas, I don't think is going to be as consistent as the other three, and they'll probably drop one or two more games that they shouldn't than the other teams will. Wild card, I have San Francisco and Seattle making it. I just, again, the Cardinals, really good team, but I just think the other teams are better. That's really all it boils down to. See, and, and I, 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 I guess it's, it, it, I mean, if if that division is as good as both of us think it's going to be, they're going to beat the crap out of each other mm-hmm. in the inner division games yep, also. that's true. That's true. The NFC is just really the the middle the the middle of the division is kind of low like they're just not after these playoff teams and then the cardinals there's like a huge drop you could throw say the vikings in there but they're you tell me what the Vikings are going to do. Cincinnati you know yesterday. I'll roll some dice and I'll probably They lost to Cincinnati in overtime yesterday. Cincinnati is a young upcoming. I, I I agree with you, but that's not a. They game. shouldn't have lost no, that game. No. no. Oh, okay. So that's the NFC. I'll tell. I'll I'll do give you my AFC picks. All right. I see Kansas City 
one seed. I, I just don't see any other of the teams doing better in their division, particularly. No. Baltimore. Yeah, uh, I I can't do it. Buffalo's got to be the two seed, but then Baltimore and Tennessee. I and only Tennessee because I just don't think the Colts are good enough quite yet to take a Tennessee. Regardless of how they looked yesterday, it's still a good team. And then for the the wild cards, you got the Chargers, you got the Browns, and you got the Patriots. It's pretty much chalk for me, in the, more or less, in the AFC. I don't really have any surprises. I, I pretty much have the same thing. I've got the Chiefs as the one, uh, the Bills as the two. I, I have the Browns winning the v- division, so I that I that's gonna have see, them. I as, think that's interesting. Three. I don't I don't know how they. Oof, I mean, Baltimore's just so good, and their running back situation probably isn't even going to be a big deal. They'll sign somebody and throw them in there. Well, they 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 already signed uh, Le'Veon Bell. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah, Le'Veon Bell's played for four teams in the last two years. If he breaks out and does a Ricky Williams, oh, I don't, good I, for don't him, I don't, I don't expect know? him to be any good. I'm yeah. just, I, I, I don't. I guess I'm going to take the Browns just because of the uncertainty with their running backs right now. Mm. Um. You told me I can't change it, so you I am can't gonna, change it. I am gonna take the Titans as the four seed, and I I don't I do obviously do not like Tennessee's defense after what I mm. saw last week. Nobody does. I still don't have full confidence in the Colts either. I I like their roster. They have a very talented roster, but. I'm going to stick with Tennessee there just because you told me I can't change it. You can't so. change it. Um, and then I also have the Chargers. Uh, you have the Ravens win the division. I do. I have the Browns, um, but I have the Ravens making the playoffs, and I also agree with the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. Um, and see, I picked the Patriots when they had. I thought Cam Newton was going to play. Now that they've got Mac Jones and they lost to the Dolphins yesterday, it doesn't look so great. And I think I said at the time, I hope the Dolphins get in. Yeah. But I just didn't. I if, see that, that game. Newton, was, that game was pretty fluky. I mean, the the Patriots had first and one, I believe, and there was a fumble and. W's a W, you know. Yes. Still, at the time when we did the AFC East, I didn't know what to expect out of Miami. I still really don't. It's not like, yeah, Tua got a win, but he only threw for like a buck 80. It's not like he went out and went Air Coriel on everybody. And New England, at the time, I thought it was going to be Cam Newton, another year in the system, getting it figured out. Well, you know, so we'll see. We'll see how that holds up uh, in a couple of months. Here, we'll we'll revisit these again later. Yeah, we'll it, probably we'll do like a week nine mid-season review. There, there, there. See, see where we're at. Make fun of each other for because we ba- basically picks. have the same teams. It, the orders are a little different, but um, and I, I was just gonna uh, make that as a point. It is kind of weird that outside of these 14 teams, maybe you throw in Indy, 
if you, yeah. if you don't have Tennessee. But, I mean, outside of that, it, there's really not a whole lot of teams outside of that that you would even consider to make the playoffs. I don't. Yeah, at this point, you know, there there's always some. You know, there's always a team or two that'll do it. Like the Panthers, maybe. They just get hot. They whoop up on the Falcons twice. They whoop up on uh, the Saints, maybe. They beat the Saints twice. If the Saints just prove, like, oh, yeah, Jameis Winston's throwing picks again. That could happen. And all of a oh, sudden, absolutely. the Panthers make it. Or, But you're right. There's so many teams currently that you try to make a case for them to make the playoffs and you just can't find one it, the jets you tell me where the jets are making the playoffs jets with did that not squad look good yesterday no no robert sala maybe he's maybe he's good maybe he's a good coach but if if so he's going to need a couple years that team they got now isn't going anywhere and we were talking about this yesterday with or uh, last week with the uh, college coaches, these guys need a few years to college develop. In particular, yes, the NFL it's a little bit different, but you still need a couple of years to bring some of your own, bring some of your own guys in, bring uh, your own coaches in that you trust that you've worked with mm-hmm. for a while, uh, developmental staff. Make that your program. Right, get your arms around it. That takes a two or three years, yep. even in the NFL. Yeah, and in the NFL, you have more come and go with your players, so there, you know, you need to have a, a certain level of flexibility right from the start. That being said, you still need to be able to create your infrastructure and create the the framework that this team is going to be built around, and that doesn't happen in an offseason. It no. just doesn't. All right, uh, so we have our locks. Uh, we'll revisit in yep, them locked about them in. Halfway, halfway through the season. Uh, we have some what to watch coming up this week. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So what's uh, coming up this week that so, we should watch? So we have a... Uh, uh, <laughs> Other than the NFL. Yes. <laughs> um, we have some uh, interesting college games. Uh, Oklahoma... Travels to Nebraska for the first their first matchup since Nebraska left for the Big Ten. Uh, historic rivals, not expected to be a great game. Nebraska is kind of down right now, but historically, kind of a fun, fun watch. Yeah, yeah. We have Michigan State traveling to the University of Miami. Uh, fun out of conference game. We have also have uh, Auburn traveling to Penn State for uh, intriguing, another intriguing uh, SEC Big Ten game, and then Alabama faces what figures to be one of their only tests of the season. They travel to Florida. Oh yeah, uh, could be an intriguing game. Mm-hmm. Still, probably expecting Bama to win big, but you never know and. Florida and Bama hook up. They've always had interesting games. Yeah, I wonder if Nick Saban ever gets like another championship. Oh, we're winning by 50 again. (laughs) My God. Are we recruiting that good that there are just no good players left? Does he, does it, does this whole thing ever get blase to him? Does he get bored? Uh, seriously, if I'm playing Madden, think about it though. If I'm playing Madden, for instance, and I'm just I've got it on 
the easiest difficulty and I'm winning 48 to 3 every game, I'm not going to be playing that game super long. The whole point of the game is to to try to get to get somewhere and to improve. Uh, maybe the, his part, maybe his game is just keeping up with the Joneses. Maybe that's maybe that's where his pursuit is. Like to constantly, he's so competitive that he looks at everyone else as a competitor. He has to be. Maybe that's it. But oh man, I just that's rough. I, I would think that would be really irritating after a while, just to have to do this thing that you always win all the time. Oh God! See the the one thing I was God, sad- I'm getting paid millions. Oh. <laughs> The one, the one thing I was sad of that is he actually, in a uh, couple of his, after they won the title last year, he had a couple of interviews that he actually cracked a few jokes, which Saban what? is not really nail, known to do. No. So I I think, I, I'm, I, I don't know, like, obviously, I've never won eight national championships or whatever the fuck it is at this I point. I haven't won eight anything. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't won three anything. Um, <laughs> so I, I, obviously, I can't speak for his mentality, but he, it, it, it sounded like after he won the title last year that he was enjoying himself, so... Yeah, I'm. Yeah, obviously he enjoys it because he keeps doing it, and well, part of it's probably the money too. Yeah. Although, yeah, I wonder. Just he's he, got he's, so much. I mean, he's, he's got a, he's got a hundred million dollars in the bank yeah, at this point. So, so is it even that he's just getting paid whatever the market is? He doesn't even care. No. I just that that's just funny. Anyway, anyway, continue. What else we got this week? So we have a couple big. Uh, NFL games. We have uh, Chiefs Ravens, who we mm-hmm. talked about a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago as being one of the games of the year. That's going to be fun. Uh, we have the Titans going out to Seattle to play the Seahawks. That's going to be a very interesting test for, especially the Titans, to see if their defense can do anything. Yes. Yeah. Week one, they proved that they can't really do a lot. And then Monday night, we have. The Packers going to Detroit to play the Lions, and hopefully that they can look better than they played against the Saints because they can't really look a lot worse. Well, yeah, the assumption is that they will because, by God, they looked so bad. It's, I just worry. Like, if it was the Bears, I would be less worried. I'm less worried about the Bears than I am the as as a green looking at it from the Green Bay Packers point of view, I'm less worried about the Bears than I am about the Lions. Simply because that dude is that Dan Campbell dude is nuts. He's one of those guys, man. He will get a lot out of his players. And like I said it before, if the Packers come out and show any sign of rust, fatigue, he's gonna be he, all that team is all gonna just that. they're gonna shoulder charge him and they're gonna run right through him. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I, like I said, I hope that doesn't happen, so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen because I'm going to be because then apoplectic. I'll, yeah, I'll uh, be on I'll, Tuesday. Morning. <laughs> I'll be having to deal with you, so I hope it doesn't happen for both our sakes. How's that? Um, yeah. So we have uh, those are the uh, big NFL games, uh, and then the Brew Crew have two against Detroit. They're off tonight. They have two. They're off on Thursday, so a rare two uh, off days in a week. 
And then they have welcomed the Cubs into, uh, what is it, American Family Insurance? It's Miller Park, yeah. man. Yeah, it's it's Miller Park. You call it, I, I want to call it County Stadium. Like, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> so we have... Uh, the Brewers can potentially uh, lock up a not that they're not going to miss or that not that they're going to miss the playoffs anyway, but they could potentially lock up a playoff spot uh, by this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're definitely on a hot streak. Uh, they have the still the fourth best record in baseball behind the Giants, Dodgers, and Rays, and they're pretty much locked into that top four unless they can move up potentially to three or two not that it really matters because I don't think they're going to catch the Giants for the best record but you never know again Brewers are in an amazing season and I'm I'm super excited to see what they can do yeah hell yeah go brew go brew crew all right. Anything else to add before we call her? I don't think so. I think we had a pretty good uh, rundown for the week, and we will be back next week with some more sports talk. With all the sports talk. This has been Paul and I talking sports. Follow us on Twitter at PI Talk Sports or follow us on our Facebook. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys. <laughs>